Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, welcome. It's UAP time in the Unidentified Alien Podcast. So happy that you're here with us on the new episode. It's episode 53. The Miracle of the Sun, and we're excited to talk to you about it. But first, Karen Curtis, how are you? She's here too. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Yes, it's good to see you and Steve and Dean are right here as we take you on another UAP adventure on this um, really something that I've been looking forward to uh, talking about for a long time now. I guess you can say it's part two of Divine or Alien Intervention. Like to, to be fair, because last week we spoke about George Washington and his visions that he saw. We tried to interpret those. I loved those. that one. It was fascinating, wasn't yeah, it? it was. So today, you guess it's fair to say this is part two of Divine or Alien Intervention. We're going to talk about the miracle of the sun in Fatima. We're going to tell you all about it. If you don't know what it is, that's even better because you will decide if this was truly divine, an actual miracle from... Up above in heaven? Well, or, it was sanctioned by the Catholic Church. It, it must have been. It was. That's true. So we know their opinion on it. Or was it something else? Was it alien intervention? We're going to tell you everything about it. But before we do that, Karen, you have a factoid, as always. Yes. So you know that we call our podcast UAP, which is unidentified. What, what does our UAP stand for? R stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Well, It's Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, but ours is Unidentified Alien Podcast. Right. Yes. So UAP. I got confused there for a second. Me (laughs) too. Well, now we're going to get even more confused because now UAP has been scrapped for a new one. They have a new acronym. UAUP. Oh, come on. (laughs) UAUPA. What does it mean? It's the Unidentified Aerial and Undersea Phenomenon. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. So it's fascinating because, and this is coming from Congress and their investigative, you know, departments that they have supposedly just started. These are brand new, you know, investigative departments, right? Like they haven't been doing this forever. Just look at ATIP and Lou Elizondo. That was secret for a long time. But this is something that uh, is out in the open now, the Unidentified Aerial Undersea Phenomenon, UAUP, which covers the whole spectrum right. because we've talked about USOs before, Unidentified Submerged Objects. So what they did was they took UFO and made it UAP, and they took USO and made it UAUP. So they've encompassed both air and sea into one acronym of is it, UAUP. Is it underwater and underground, I think, too, because we've talked about... Alien bases underground. We have, yeah, that's true. So they they tried to put it the all U together. You kind of stands for anything under, yeah, under whatever, under, under wraps, under under aliens. That's so cool. So now it's all encompassing. That's right. But we are not changing our okay, name. I was going to ask you. <laughs> no, are we changing the name of the podcast? I refuse. We have UAP. We if- branded it. It's our podcast name. <laughs> that being said, it is time, Karen, to get into the miracle of the sun. Again, this is something that I have been really just enamored, enthralled, intrigued, whatever adjective you want to use. I, that's the way I felt about this since I was a little kid. This story is just so fascinating to me. I wish you could been. see it in real life. 
Well, they don't really have video. They have still pictures, and I'm glad you said that because we are going to have a video up on the blog on 850WFTL.com where we have our UAP blog. All the episodes live there, and on our blog post, sometimes we have different videos or pictures that pertain to what we're talking about in an episode. So I'm going to have a video up there that you'll hear during the episode today, and in that video, there's different still photos that were taken when this happens. But what am I talking about? Let's first go into... A little intro about the miracle of the sun. This took place in Fatima, Portugal in 1917. In the spring of 1917, in the countryside of Fatima, Portugal, the Blessed Virgin Mary first started appearing to three young shepherd kids. Glacier dos Santos, Francisco and Jacinta Mato each day had to take care of a flock of sheep owned by their family. All right, so we're not trying to, again, I'll say this, convert anybody. We're no. not trying to impart our own religious beliefs no. on you. This is the story of the miracle of the sun. So through it, you're going to hear the details and decide for yourself, was this divine or alien intervention? Were they seeing something else that they couldn't explain and they explained it as the Virgin Mary? You're going to make up your own mind, okay? So now that we have our background there on who the kids were, we have the three kids there in Portugal, right in Fatima. We have uh, Jacinta, we have Francisco, and uh, Lucia, who is the oldest. Now, Lucia, they're cousins. Okay, they're okay? all related. Right. Now, Francisco and uh, Jacinta were brother and sister, and Lucia was the oldest, and she was the their cousin. Okay. So that's who the three kids are. Now, they were living, it kind of, you know, paints the picture of the times they're living in. They're shepherd children. They're taking care of the flock. Okay, so right. very simple times. It's right, right. early, you know, 20th century there in 1917 in Fatima, Portugal. But let's take a look at our first vision here, actually, on when this whole thing started to take place. Or really, I guess you can say a sighting, so to speak. Of, of the Virgin Mary. Yeah, of what they had, which they say was the Virgin Mary. The description you're going to hear right now is of how she looked and what she said this came from the three children. This, they related this in their own words. So that's what you're going to hear right now. One day, as they were looking after their sheep, they suddenly saw a bright flash of something like lightning, followed quickly by another flash in the clear blue sky. They looked up and they saw a lady clothed in white, brighter than the sun, radiating a light more clear and intense than a crystal cup filled with sparkling water lit by burning sunlight. She said, Continue to come here every month. In October, I will tell you who I am and what I want, and I will perform a miracle for all to see and believe. Oh! Wow. Quite a start, huh? <laughs> See, I'm like a crow or a fish. If it sparkles, I'm all over it. I, I'm like, I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> you love so the sparkle. So that would have been like right up my alley to see something like that. How amazing would that have been, right? I mean, you're talking about they're just, they're in this field and all of a sudden this woman of vision is bright, sparkly, sparkly like, lady. you know, just a thousand suns, this vision that they get. And what are they to make of it? You know, what, what What would you do in that type of situation? If you're there, how would you react? I mean, you're probably going to be stunned. You're probably going to be confused. You wouldn't know what to think. Amazed. Amazed, yeah. I can't stop looking at you. And this vision is telling you, I'm not going to tell you who I am yet. Right. But in six months, everything will be clear. So come each month. So this is really where you can start to make your own interpretation on things if you wanted to. Or maybe you would completely believe the story. Maybe you're familiar with it and you already believe it. But were they really seeing the Virgin Mary like they said they were? Or was it something else altogether? 
because they didn't really know yet at that point. But they were originally going to keep the visions or apparitions, if you will, a secret for fear of how, you know, their family or those around them would react. It's just like if you see a UFO, same thing. Same thing, right? You're not believed. You're looked at as crazy. Sure. Now, they kind of had an idea that maybe this was the Virgin Mary, right? Because they're familiar with Catholicism, with their beliefs, and I'm sure they had seen statues before of what the Virgin Mary looked like in their church and everything. Was she crying blood, the statue in their church? No. Oh. No, not not in this case, but we have heard I, of I cases like that. I think was that, yeah. Yeah, they've, we've heard of things like that oh before. Oh, my gosh. But, of course, someone... Was gonna end up saying something. One of the younger kids, yeah, they couldn't help themselves. The youngest, actually, she couldn't help herself. She started to tell her parents. From there, of course, the whole village finds out because that word like that is gonna spread like wildfire. How could it not? Unfortunately, and maybe quite predictably, just like in a case like you said, Karen, if someone sees a UFO or claims alien abduction or a UAUP, yeah, right. What's going to happen? Everyone's going to think you're crazy. No one's going to believe you. Although, these days, that stigma is starting to go away a little bit. Well, because you have evidence. Even the Pentagon says they exist. Right. You know, it all started with that sighting off of San Diego That's and right. is on the radar. Yep, the Nimitz in 2004. But at this time, in 1917, no one's believing them it's when they're saying what they saw, that they had this apparition. Not even their priest. Oh, no, you're kidding. You would think... <gasps> You'd get his support. You would think so, right? A believer, someone who's preaching the gospel, someone who's preaching the faith. No, they were very much against it. And actually, their entire church was against it. They were, in fact, very harshly interrogated. Oh, my gosh. By, by the clergy. probably convicted of heresy and strapped up and burned at the stake. Well, not that far. Oh, my God. But they, were, they weren't treated very nicely at oh, first. Oh, that's awful. They were, you know, it wasn't good. Okay, they they were questioned very harshly. They were um, not tortured or anything like that, but they weren't treated nicely at all. How old are these kids? So they weren't. You're talking like school age children. Okay, okay. Okay. So we're not we're not talking teenagers here. We're talking like say anywhere between thirteen to seven is where the ages range here for for all these kids. They were tweeners. Yeah, but they were repeatedly accused of lying about Uh, their visions. But they all saw the same thing. They all saw the same thing. And this went on for about six months, as you heard there in the first vision, which was on May 13th. Okay, I'm saying the date for a specific reason. Okay. May 13th was the first day that the Virgin Mary reportedly appeared to uh, Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta, the three children of Fatima. And then she told them, as you heard there in the first vision, on the 13th day of every month, she was going to return. And on the sixth month is when things would become clear. Okay. Now, she did this, and the children continued to get harshly questioned until eventually they started to sway some people. And one of the things that caught the attention of those who had been questioning them and they didn't believe them was that throughout their interrogation and throughout these continued visions, their stories never changed. Right. They never wavered. The details always stayed the same. And that's always a hallmark. And you know this, Karen, because Karen does the Full Rigor podcast as well, which is true crime, Florida true crime. And you know from being in your legal background and going through these stories like you have, when you have a witness whose story doesn't change over time or multiple witnesses, usually those are pretty reliable witnesses because the details don't change over time, right? Right. If they were there and it happened, it's pretty easy for them to tell the story over and over again. It's when the details start to shift and change, you're like, uh, I think he's making it up. Especially with multiple witnesses. Right. Well, the other problem with multiple witnesses, though, is like one will say, oh, he's 
six feet tall, wearing mm. a blue jacket, and he's fat. And then the next person will go, no, no, he's 5'11", and he had a black jacket on, and he's skinny. You know? Right. They see different things, but the recounting of the incident is usually the same. They interpret it a they different way. They interpret it a different way. Well, and actually, this, this relates back, not to get too far off track here, but when you talk about... Um, you know, witnesses who had the same story for a long period of time with the, the details changing. It reminds me of a famous UFO sighting in Zimbabwe. We've right. actually talked about this they one. They drew pictures of it. Yes, the school children in Zimbabwe. We were talking about a school full of like 60 kids and teachers, and they all saw this UFO come down, land. They saw the alien come off. All the kids drew their own pictures of it. They all have the same picture, the same detail. They sell. They tell the same story over and over again since 1994. Right. Okay, so it's similar to that, really. And we did do an episode on that. If you go back and search for it, I'm sure you'll come across it because that, um, that to me, is one of the most fascinating and convincing stories of an alien sighting of the school children in uh, Zimbabwe. I think that was undeniable mass sightings. If you right, want to go back right. and look for that episode, I forget how far back it was, but you can search through always wherever you get, wherever you listen to this one, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or if you're on 850WFTL.com, you can always look back at the other episodes because I think they're all pretty good, right? They're wonderful. <laughs> so, when getting back to Fatima, time went on, the visions piled up until finally. We reached that promised day of October 13th. Now, I say promised day of October 13th because the vision started May 13th. We said six months. Now we count May. So six months later, we get to October 13th. And this is the fateful day. This is the day that what the children said was the Virgin Mary, what the Catholic Church has come out and said, you know, your sins is the Virgin Mary, confirmed apparitions. She said on this day she would come and show her miracle to convince the masses that it really was her. So once the kids told their parents, did people start going with them each month? Yes, the crowds got bigger. They okay. started to gather. Word started to and spread. And she'd show up. Right, but the but, kids were the only one who would see her. Oh, the kids could have, oh, yes. I see. Yes, so that's why they were getting questioned so much, because they're thinking, well, we can't see her. Oh. What are they seeing? Interesting. And so this is where things, once we get to October 13th, start to really become the famous story of the Miracle of the Sun. But actually, something happened before then, the eve of the 13th, on October 12th. On the eve of the 13th, a huge storm washed over the mountain country of Fatima. But despite this, tens of thousands of people made their way to the Kova, where Our Lady said she would perform the miracle. Now, it's an important detail to set, to kind of have the setting there. Think of like an open clearing. Okay, that's pretty much what this was. There's so you know, big infrastructure. It's not like they're in a building. It's not like they're in a park, like, you know, Central Park surrounded by hotels. It's just a, it's a field. They're in an open field, and so it's pouring rain, and those are key details to remember, okay? It's important to highlight, number one, the tremendous rainstorm that soaked the ground and the crowd. Okay. Soaked, okay. okay? And number two, thousands upon thousands of people came out to see what was going to happen. So you have this crowd of... So it was like Woodstock in yes, the mud. Yes, exactly. Tens of thousands of people. Huh. They wanted to see if a miracle was truly going to take place right before their eyes. Jimi Hendrix came out and played... <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> came Star out and played the Star Spangled Banner, no. But they wanted to see if, you know, what the children had claimed was going to happen. Everyone was expecting a miracle. It was the talk of the town, right? Okay. Everyone was thinking, what, what are we going to see? Oh my God, what a buildup. So, 
as they gathered in even bigger numbers on the 13th, that's when the big crowd was there. You're talking close to 100,000 people. Yeah, because it was going to be revealed. Yes. The miracle. This was the big reveal, October 13th, 1917. The rainstorm began again. Oh, no. And the children said that the Virgin Mary appeared as promised, and she gave them a message asking them to pray for God's mercy and imploring them to tell the people not to offend him any further. So this was what the children imparted. This is what they said that they were hearing. That's the big message? No. Okay. There's more. Mary then finished her message to the children and is then said to have been, uh, to begin to ascend into the sky. This is when business really started to pick up. And the tens of thousands of people who were there in the open field started to witness (gasps) that a light was shining off of this apparition that's now floating through the sky. Okay, so they're seeing her now. Now they're seeing something, right? They're seeing this bright light. And this bright light is now reflecting off of the sun until that apparition disappeared. After she was gone, the people then witnessed what they came for. The following description here, okay? This is after the Virgin Mary, so as they say in the vision. She ascends. She ascends. She's gone. She's disappeared. So the description here that you're about to hear continues to be one of the largest, if not the largest mass sighting of reported miracle in recorded history. So here is the miracle of the sun. The dark rain clouds broke and the sun appeared as a spinning disk in the sky. It was said to be significantly duller than normal and to cast multicolored lights across the landscape, the people and the surrounding clouds. The sun was then reported to have sped towards the earth before zigzagging back to its normal position. Witnesses reported that their previously wet clothes became suddenly and completely dry, as well as the wet and muddy ground that had been previously soaked because of the rain that had been falling. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now imagine that scene. So and I, it, I see why the rain is so important because yes. this, this whatever of the sun negated it. Everything was dry. As dry as, dry as a bone. Wow. And this lasted, could you imagine, for over 10 minutes, witnessed <gasps> by over 100,000 people. Who say and swear to their to, to their grave because it's over 100 years ago, it's 105 years ago that this happened. And interestingly enough, if you're familiar with uh, uh, Christian doctrine, it happened at noon. Why is that important? Because it said high noon. Jesus was crucified at noon. <gasps> oh. So it's an interesting. You can call it a coincidence if you want. I'm just giving you the details. Okay. <laughs> just letting you know what's in there. But on to just unpack that. Um, occurrence this miracle of the sun as as they call it we hear about zigzagging right we hear about multicolors yes and what amounts to some type of extreme heat not enough heat to actually burn anybody but enough dry heat to dry everything to dry the ground and to dry them and to dry their clothes so was this some type of miracle of the sun or since we're talking about colors and zigzagging and heat was this a ufo was this something that some type of alien craft that was being mistaken for a heavenly miracle that people are seeing flying through the sky? What do we hear about all the time with UAPs, UFOs, zigzagging, impossible movements, bright lights? Another reason why I think that's more plausible is that if the sun was really doing this, then it would be seen all over the hemisphere. Well... It's not just there. So if it was a UFO mm-hmm. or a UAUP, 
then it would be seen by just that group because it's over them. It's interesting you say that. Keep that thought in mind, actually. And it's just for, for the record, okay, two things I want to mention to, to clear up. Number one, um, I guess if, for, for full disclosure, I believe this story. Yeah, well, you're Catholic. I'm Catholic. So I believe this story. I've always subscribed to this story as a true miracle and vision. Well, the Catholic so, Church sanctions it. Yes. And so lords. That's, that's just my opinion. Okay. Okay? So you don't have to subscribe to it. You can go with any option you want. We just give you the details and you make up your mind. That's why I'm giving you both options here. But on the other hand, I don't also want to come off as if I am trying to discount the story or question the Catholic Church or, you know, like a, like a heretic or anything. I'm not doing that. I just want to give you the details and give you the options to make up your own mind. So I just wanted to throw that out there to cover all my bases. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, that being said, what about something like mass hypnosis? Or even mass hysteria, right? You have thousands upon thousands of people there. They're all expecting something to happen. Could something like that have been the cause of what all these people saw? That seems implausible because they all saw the same thing. Once again, we're talking about a witness account. Yes. So, and mass hypnosis? Well. Is that possible? Who hypnotized? The Virgin Mary? I don't know. Consider this point here. The miracle is reported to have been seen from as far as 15 to 25 miles away, thus ruling out the possibility of any type of collective hallucination or mass hypnotism. Okay, well, there you go. So that's a big detail there, and that's why I wanted you to keep that thought in mind of like, well, oh, yeah, if it yeah. was just them, it was actually seen 15 to 20 miles away. But it reportedly. wasn't seen in the hemisphere. It was no. just seen like within But that would be the village. part of a miracle. If you want to believe the miracle side, right. the miracle would be that it's just being shown to the people in that area. Well, if it's a big enough spacecraft, you'd be able to see it from 10 to 15 miles away. There's that too. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, right? You, yeah. you make up your own mind. Now, you know what would really help me here? It would help all of us. I think if we had some type of eyewitness account, right? Yes, please. I mean, close to 100,000 people or even over 100,000 people saw this reported miracle or sighting, whatever you want to call it, take place. So you would think that there would be some type of recorded interview that was done at one point with any one of these people, right? Right, right. Yeah, eventually in time. Eventually. It just so happens Uh that we have that. Yay! Here's some... uh, Really fantastic testimony, in my opinion, from a man who describes what he saw when he was a kid. This interview was taken probably about 40 years later or so. So forgive us. The audio is a little tough because it is an older audio. But his account remained the same. It did. All his life. All of his life, the details remain the same. And he does have, obviously, some like a little bit of an accent. So it's slightly hard to understand. We'll help you understand it along the way. And this video, remember I said at the beginning that we're going to have a video on the blog? This video is going to be on the blog, and it has captions in it. So if you are unclear at all, you can always go to 850WFTL.com, and you can actually watch the video with the captions. But here is the eyewitness account. It's truly incredible. The sun started breaking, and then the sun started rolling, uh, like dancing from one place to another place. And then we see the sun come towards the way the shield and way the tree. And we see the sun come right into the tree, and the sun started Rolling back again, the way he came in. Everybody started howling, cry. Uh, some started confessing themselves. Even my mother grabbed myself when he, he squeezed me to her and, and he started crying at the end of the world. So, I mean, a lot of people must have been thinking that. This is the end of the world. 
So another thing that makes me think it was a spacecraft is that, okay, it's raining and there's clouds. Mm-hmm. And then this bright object that they think is the sun, mm-hmm. the sun's probably shrouded by the clouds and the spacecraft maybe was the color or looked like a sun. Mm-hmm. So that there wouldn't be two suns. You know what I'm saying? That's a sun possible, and a yeah. spacecraft. It's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, it really could. You could really go either way with it. If yeah. you're, if you don't subscribe to the miracle already, then you could really go either way. This could have been a miracle of the sun caused, you know, a sign from the Virgin Mary to show the masses that she really was appearing, that she had a message for the world to repent and things like that. Or it was mistaken and it was actually alien intervention. Again, you decide. But the eyewitness account there is something, isn't it? I mean, these people, you have 100,000 people seeing this happen. Something happened. They all saw something. The way he describes it coming at them. Coming at them. And and then then going away. Back and forth. And again, this lasted for like 10 minutes. And then they get dried off by it. They were completely dry. And actually, he, he goes on. So... And that with that mind, Karen, we did say that that's, you know, there was all this this major rainstorm. Well, he actually kind of uh, addresses that here. But the ground was dry just like what this morning. And then our clothes, we don't feel at all. The clothes dry. Clothes and we dry. look at we was clean, just clean. The clothes come from the laundry. So he's saying the clothes were as clean as they were if they came out of the laundry. Because <laughs> they were in mud. Three inches of mud is what was reported <sighs> there. So it seems to me, okay, so this being comes six months earlier on the 13th and says, you're going to see something amazing or you're going to, it'll be revealed to you. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is an alien coming and saying, you know, the mothership will be here in six months. So come every month Mm -hmm. and we'll keep talking about it. And then boom, six months later, the mothership shows up. It's one of the options. And that that validates that it was an alien and finally a ship came and then the alien Went back and got on the ship. Remember, she goes up into the she sky. She ascended, right. Yeah. According to the, the children, she ascended into the sky, and that's when the, the vision, the miracle took place of, of the sun. Well, so they with, were never quite sure she, it was the Virgin Mary because it, it didn't take the form of, a, of the Virgin Mary, right? It was just a bright, beautiful light. It was right. They were the only ones still to see the full embodiment of the Virgin Mary. Oh, they did? They actually the, saw The children her. did. Yes, was the children did. Was she blonde or redhead? Uh, they didn't say. Uh-huh. <laughs> they didn't mention hair color. Well, the the artist depiction, she has dark hair. Oh. So for whatever well, there you it's go. Worth, they always said that she would show up sad. She never smiled at oh, them. Oh, bless her heart. Um. So that's that's the descriptions that that's. The I think she's gave. sad at the way they were treating God. Spot, right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's she that's told the them message. Stop it. Right. And that's yeah. the message that she was imparting. So I guess the final question here, after all this, is kind of what you were saying, Karen. Was this divine? Or alien intervention. Now, just to give some other things here for context, okay? Lucia became Sister Lucia. She lived until February 13th. No. 2005. She what? was 97 years old. Oh, my gosh. And she was a nun. She was a cloister nun. She oh. lived a very solitary life. Oh. Um, and her cousins, Jacinta uh, and Francisco, died very young. It was a couple of years after the apparitions, actually, they died of a, um, I believe, a respiratory oh. uh, condition, which obviously, you know, in that time. Yeah, tuberculosis or something. Right. They didn't really have many treatments for those things back then. So they died as children. It's, like it's called consumption. I think that Vivian Lee from Gone with the Wind died from that. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, it's a very unfortunate thing. So for Lucia, she lived on, like you said, until 97 years old until, again, February 13th. So go figure. So weird. Eerie, right? Yes. And so she passes away in 2005. But they were given, according to the children, according to Sister Lucia, because she was the one who would talk about some of these things in interviews from time to time, 
um, they were given three messages specifically. Uh, one of the messages was really warnings. And at this time, World War One was just coming to an end. It's 1917. That's common, though. With the, the, she gives them messages yes. to impart on the people of the village. Yes. So just take this into account when okay. you're making up your mind on the story. One message was about a second war that would be worse than the first. Whoa. Which obviously ended up happening. If people didn't repent, repent and pray, then that would happen. I of course, see. World War II happened. Um, the second one, I'm having, I'm going off of memory here. And the second one, I'm having trouble remembering what it was exactly. I think it was the rise of communism. Oh. If I remember correctly. And the third one was sealed. It was never told until... After, I want to say after Sister Lucia died, it was in the early 2000s, um, and it had to do with, they said a white bishop uh, would be standing on a hill and arrows would be flying toward him. And eventually after that was revealed, decades, decades later, it was interpreted as the assassination attempt on Pope John Paul II, which took place... May 13th, no. 1981. What the heck? If that doesn't give you chills, <laughs> I don't know what will. Because believe it or not, the assassination attempt on Pope John Paul II was, again, May 13th. But he was celebrating, it was a feast day of Our Lady of Fatima. No, oh Because May 13th, 1917 was the first date of the first apparition, the first vision that the children had. What a quinky dink. Amazing, isn't it? Yes. So just take that all in, take it for what it's worth. I just wanted to give you all the details of what the children said they saw, what they said they heard, and everything that ended up happening after it. So take that for what it's worth. And And that's said to be done so that it can further impact that, yes, this is real. Right. These are all signs. I mean, if you want to get into the nitty gritty there are signs all around us all the time mm-hmm. of divine intervention, if you want to call it that. Sure. You know, from a billboard to some someone says something. Like, I was thinking of getting a rabbit. Now, everywhere I look, there's a rabbit. They're talking about rabbits. There's a picture of a <laughs> Isn't rabbit. It's weird how that happens. It's like, <laughs> it's like a whole thing. The sign, Karen. I know. Time to pull the rabbit out of the hat. Let's go. <laughs> but mm. we asked the question, obviously, was it a miracle? Was it divine or alien intervention? Well, our, our good uh, friend here, our eyewitness, he has his opinion. I can get an eye out of my mind. That's why it's a miracle, a real miracle. Wow. Go. Obviously, if you were there, it was much different, right? All we can do is speculate and think about what it would have been like to be there. And again, I'll have that video up there of the eyewitness account because they do have still photos. You can see photos of the people as they were there. Um, it's it's fascinating to look at. So if you want to watch that interview, it's on 850WFTL.com under the UAP uh, podcast blog. You can search through there and you'll see that in all the other episodes, too, if you want to catch up. But... Pretty wild, isn't it? It's very wild. <laughs> I mean, how do you explain it? It's hard. But look, and I think that's a great question. That's a great way to wrap it up, Karen, is how do you, how do you explain it? And I think the answer is something happened. One way or another, if you want to believe it's what they, the witnesses and the three children of Fatima say, that it was a miracle from uh, the Virgin Mary coming down from heaven, if you want to believe that, or... It was some type of alien intervention, and they didn't know how else to explain it. One way or another, something happened. They all saw something, and this is in recorded history. Well, and it's also been sanctioned by the Catholic Church. Right. I mean, you just can't get away from that aspect of it. 
I also and they don't do that lightly. Just I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, no, no, because <laughs> Medjugorje was not sanctioned. It's not sanctioned. No, that's correct. Um, right. but the Lord's situation that was sanctioned yes. as well. Yes, um, that goes back, I believe, late eighteen hundreds in France. Uh, Lord's France was uh, Saint Bernadette. Well, she's Saint now, but yeah, a total of sixty-seven miraculous healings mm-hmm. were recognized at Lord's since eighteen fifty-eight, when okay. a fourteen-year-old peasant girl claimed that. She had seen the Virgin Mary in a cave. Yes, that's right. However, there's only been four miracles since 1978. And the most recent last year, this was in 2006, when an Italian woman was said to have been healed of acute rheumatism. But I also think that the statue cried blood there, too, I think. Maybe. I know there have been some reported to do that. but yeah. And the other weird thing, if you've ever been to Ethiopia. I have not. The Lalibela churches, have you seen these? I've seen pictures. Oh, my gosh. There are like churches. If you look at the ground, it looks like the field where they all gathered to see the Virgin Mary and mm. Fatima. But uh, then if you look down, there's a hole and a, an entire church has been carved out of the bedrock inside the hole. There's wow. like six, seven of them. That's insane. It's insane. They're multi-stories <laughs> tall. That's very so cool. So was it that aliens came and helped them? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, 90 degree angles, perfectly carved. What did they do with all of the dirt and the rock? I mean, how did they do it? I don't know. The Lollibella Church is amazing. Okay. Well, look, these questions are worth asking, and that's why... I've been so excited to tell this story. And is it Christianity or is it alien? <laughs> and really just to leave it up to you and decide for yourself, hey, is there something, this, this is definitely some type of alien encounter or, wow, this really could have been divine intervention of some sort. So hopefully you enjoyed that and, uh, you know, curious to see how you make up your mind. You can always reach us at UAP. Yes, and if you see the Virgin Mary, if you, <laughs> please contact us and tell us about your experience. And actually, if, well, I'll give out the Twitter handle at UA Podcast 850. You can let us know, you know, what you thought about this or give us your ideas, too, because this I've had this idea for a long time to do an episode about this, but I was always hesitant because I didn't want to come across as preachy. But one of our listeners, uh, who I'll shout out now, Jorge M. Thank you, Jorge M. Jorge on Twitter, M. wrote us on UA Podcast Eight Fifty on uh, Twitter and said, "Hey, you got to talk about the miracle of the sun one of these days." And I was like, "There you go, I'm going to do it." No, or you can <laughs> so, email me KarenCurtisRadio at gmail.com if you have if you want to email it. Yes. So I I'm glad we got to do it, and it's it's just such a fascinating story. However you look at it, one way or the other, it's it's incredibly fascinating and very thought provoking. So. It I is thought provoking. <laughs> now I'm like really looking at things differently. I again. can see. You always do that to me. Well, I'm glad I can at least help you. This think whole of different podcast things. has made me look at everything differently. When I walk the dog in the morning, it's dark out, and I look up and see the stars. I think of you know who's out there, what's uh, going on. I've up like there? infiltrated your mind. Yeah, <laughs> telepathically. Well, we'll do it again next time because on the next UAP, we're going to get into. Actually, something that's uh, it's really caught my eye uh, recently. New disclosures. There's something going on here when it comes to the government and not. I hate to sound tinfoil hat conspiracy guy when I say the government's hiding secrets, but there's something happening where there's there's new disclosure coming out from the government with new government um, uh, departments that are handling things. The way that they're phrasing things now, like UAUP or even Man-made versus not man-made. These are things that they're saying now, and there's reports that there have even been 
uh, dogfights between UFOs and other countries' fighter Whoa. jets where they've lost these jets. There's reports of whistleblowers who are ready to come out. It's it's really wild. Like it's it's and it's accelerating. Like all these new things that are happening. Well, so I we're going to touch on that. All the alphabets are involved. CIA, yeah. FBI, all of them, the Pentagon, all of them are involved. We've got now a space force. Yes. It's a, an, another branch of the military. Right. So there's really new focus from the U.S. government on these things. And the, and the words, the phrases that they're using to describe sightings and how they're handling things now, I've never seen it before. So we're going to cover new disclosures next Whoa. time on UAP. We've always said that when the aliens felt like we were ready yeah. for them to like really reveal themselves, maybe we're ready. Maybe it's time. And the government has probably known more than they've been telling us for a long time. Aha. Aha. Maybe we'll get into some of that as well. Yeah. So tune in next time on UAP. That'll be episode 54 when we go over new disclosures. But as far as this one and any other show that you want to listen to our episode, you could always search us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, 850WFTL.com where the show lives. Subscribe, download the show, and hopefully you continue to enjoy it because... From what we've seen, we're very, very flattered and flabbergasted, really, at the amount of times, the amount of you who have enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for tuning in and consuming yeah, it like you have. Instead of a mass sighting, it's a mass listening. It's, it's very humbling. So thank you all for how you've enjoyed this show. Hopefully you continue to do so. And we'll talk to you again next time on UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. It's Karen Curtis there. Stephen Diener here. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>